0: Welcome to the Habits and Hustle Podcast, a podcast that uncovers the rituals, unspoken habits, and mindsets of extraordinary people. A podcast powered by Habit Nest. Now, here's your
1: host, Jennifer Cohen. So, welcome to another edition of Habits and Hustle. And today we have a very special guest uh, who is here from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. His name is, I always pronounce this wrong and I know I'm going to do it again, but Dr. Conover. You got it. Oh, I got it. Oh, you got Good. it. Good. Okay. I usually say car- carnivore. So, yeah. Conover. Yeah. Conover's it. And 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 he's uh, hes a performance medicine doctor. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: I've never heard anybody actually refer to themselves as that. Mm-hmm. So, can you give us what, kind can, can of give us yeah. what and who you are?
0: Sure. Well, thanks for having me. I Absolutely. appreciate it. Yeah. So, performance medicine, I, I think I came up with the term. Um, you know, I'm family medicine trained, but kind of operating outside of that jurisdiction pretty much for my whole career, so to speak. And I got involved with the functional alternative medicine crowd and I never, that never really felt right. Just because a lot of functional medicine is based on this kind of robotic principle Mm -hmm. that we're all the same. And in many respects, functional medicine, um, has the same mindset as, you know, allopathic medicine, Mm -hmm. which uses a pharmaceutical model and functional medicine uses the nutraceutical model. We're just going to take this for that.
1: Well, I was going to save you actually, when, when, after you told me, or once you kind of gave us the definition of what a performance medical doctor is, I wanted you to kind of give us the difference between what a functional medicine doctor is and what a performance optimization doctor is, right? right?
0: So functional medicine, you know, a lot of people, more of chronic disease, Mm -hmm. they've got problems, whether it's diabetes or autoimmune disease, cancer, and they're gonna see a functional medicine doctor because they wanna get to the root cause, maybe. So they are gonna have a lot of different lab tests performed on them, and in general, then they're given a list, a litany of oral supplements to take. Most people, if you talk to, And I have had the privilege over the years of doing this is, you know, I'll I'll give you an example. I had a guy just start doing treatments with us two weeks ago. And when I met him, he literally had a backpack full of 50 supplements. Yeah. Yeah, and And he sent, he emailed me a list of his regimen, which was five pages long. And when he came in, I said, I'm not sure we're going to be a good fit because you being this vigilant and doing all this is part of your problem. Right? like that—that yeah. That is very stressful to have to organize your life
1: Absolutely.
0: around every couple minutes taking something, which you don't, and he couldn't even tell you what it was for. Oh yeah. And so that's kind of how I see functional medicine and I think it has its place. Um, but I think most people want to not only feel well, but they want to perform their best right. as they get older.
1: Absolutely, well it's interesting because I mean I've been to a bunch of functional medicine mm-hmm. doctors and you're right. And what happens is you do get a litany a plethora of different supplements to be taking and yeah. lab tests to be doing but after over time you just end up if you're busy also you just end up not doing it because it's too difficult to kind of keep on like taking 47 different supplements and and also not understanding why and what you lose track of all of that and quite frankly not it doesn't always make a difference
0: most of the time it doesn't make a right difference. and part of that is, is the the you know mindset of again taking this for that like you you all of us have things that we want to improve upon, there's always going to be a supplement that you could add in. So if that's how you approach it, where, okay, now I want to run faster, I want to sleep better, you're just stacking different supplements. You're not really getting to actually helping the patient really make difference in their life.
1: So as a performance medicine doctor, do you not believe in taking supplements and medication? I do. Yeah,
0: no, I think everyone should have all the options on the table. Okay. So we just think of ourselves as having a really gigantic tool bag. Got it. Lots of tools. But we believe, because just from experience, because right. I got involved with doing these nutritional IVs very early on, like 16 years ago, well, well before the hangover IVs were, you know, trendy and in vogue, and so just watching and observing like how fast these therapies can work, and then getting involved with other injectable therapies now it's a lot of peptides, like that moves the needle really fast for most people and kind of a basic tenet I have with patients is I just want them to get to feeling better first. I don't care what the diagnosis is, right? which is very different than the conventional mindset of we have to have the diagnosis, then we work the diagnosis by giving medicine and running labs to support, continually giving the patient the medicine to support the diagnosis. Right, yeah, Th- I got this you. Is, yeah, it's this very convoluted way where you don't really get anywhere.
1: Right, it's like a vicious cycle of like, vicious this cycle. It's like a hamster wheel of yeah. stuff. Well then, like what, so, you said peptides and obviously I want to get really, I really want to like dig into that because there's a lot of, uh, there's, most people don't really understand what mm-hmm. they are or there's confusion or there's just not really that much known to the, you know, layman's person who's mm-hmm. not in the industry. Sure. Um, but when you see a patient then, what is, who who is your typical patient? Mm-hmm. Because you are an MD doctor. I am. Yeah. So... Tell us like who, how you kind of even evolved from being, because you're a family, you were, you were trained as trained a family.
0: Trained family medicine, yeah. And so okay. after my residency, I, um, I wanted to open my own practice because so okay. I, I wanted to do things differently. Got involved with these nutritional IVs. Right. And at the time, it was like a traditional primary care practice, took insurance. But then on the side, we did a lot of these IVs. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, well, these are really working. How do we, how do we make this work better? And, and I actually then developed our own IV called a fast vitamin IV. Which we use a lot, which is a thirty cc volume of B vitamins, magnesium, and amino acids that we push.
1: Oh, you use to push. Uh, that's what I. Expect. So
0: and so we 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 developed that. That's our thing. We do a ton of that in the office, and then we actually work with close to a hundred different physician groups across the country that also purchase that from us.
1: Is it a patent? Do you have a patent on that? We don't or... have a
0: patent. But we have a trademark on the name, and okay. it's just it's our thing, and it's. Um, works really well. And so from observing how quickly you get someone from feeling, you know, down here to up here, even just using that therapy, um, just after a couple of weeks, people were feeling so much better just from giving them nutrients in a proactive manner. That was a big shift because right. 14, 15 years ago, the only people doing IVs were people who were sick, chronically fatigued, looking for some health issue. And I thought, these work so well, why don't we use them proactively just like a supplement? Right. And so the idea, it becomes about bioavailability. And right. And one of the biggest problems with oral supplements is for most people, you just don't get that much out of it. Right. So we estimate if you take any sort of oral nutrient, whether it's food or supplement, you only get like 20% return. Yeah. Whereas you're using an IV, it's closer to 100%. It's a big difference.
1: So the, the, the argument that I've heard over these IVs, because... Um, mm. I'm, I am very familiar with IVs. Mm-hmm. I think by now, people have heard about them. Mm-hmm. Now the, the just to play devil's advocate, people yep. would say that, you know what, it doesn't, like you were just mentioning, to, well, you were saying earlier that doesn't all get absorbed because a lot of people say you know what it's a waste of time and money because mm-hmm. when you have these big bags of fluid mm-hmm. you're going to pee out most of it mm-hmm. so is that when you're talking about the thing that you do which yep. is called what is it called again
0: fast vitamin ib
1: yeah fast vitamin do you kind of eliminate the
0: yeah we flip the script so yeah. most people are using these slow drip ivs where they put in a yeah. lot of fluid you dilute the nutrients to very small right it drips in takes an hour to two hours and people don't feel it they don't notice it hours literally takes less than a minute so the advantage there not only is um it's quick right so when you get it but then because it's fast you can do it regularly right and so when you're yeah. doing it regularly and that's what what happened with us with our patients are doing it every single week we work with professional athletes you know high octane type people they're doing it multiple times a week right yeah. because it's so easy it's literally a minute of your time
1: and can they do it can you do it yourself?
0: You, not now.
1: You can't, no, right? No. Because it's still, it's still a. It's needle. It's still
0: IV. We're still putting a needle in the vein, and then we're just pushing it, and we've tested it. I mean, we've never, ever, ever had an adverse reaction. Right? Really? Yeah. Because, so it's super safe.
1: Okay, uh, so that's what's really okay. So basically, that was I was going to say because a lot of these times it takes a long time, mm-hmm. which then people don't want to do, like me.
2: Yep.
1: So then, and then I think I'm peeing it out anyway. What's yep. the purpose? So then I, sure. I just kind of go back to my regular supplements or whatever right. that I would take so with this it just takes like a minute basically
0: literally a minute
1: wow but, yeah. okay so what do people do if they don't have access to you or they have ac- well that's used- what
0: we hope to change oh okay. so, so, so 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 like we work with people and, and if they want to have a nurse or they're under another doctor's supervision then they can work with us in that same capacity so whether you're in minnesota or california or you know, oh, so you we, can,
1: add, so people can actually use this type. of... They can.
0: Of- I mean, there's certain requirements outside yeah, of our okay. office, and then we have a whole nursing network across the country that we utilize for the same purpose.
1: So, what, what are these, what are these fast IVs? What can they help with? Give me some examples. So,
0: what it, well, what it's composed of is the things that most people are deficient of, because okay. we do a lot of nutrient testing over the years. Right. Three big things that most people, on average, are deficient in. One are B vitamins. Mm-hmm magnesium, an important mineral, and then amino acids. Right. So that's low-hanging fruit in my opinion. Right. So that's what a fast vitamin IV is, low-hanging fruit is just we're restocking those things people need most. And so it usually takes a couple weeks, but most of the time that light turns on after a couple weeks if you do it consistently, colors look brighter, you have more energy, you sleep better, your mood's better. Because if you, you know, my lens of the world is very biochemical, like that's how I see things. Yeah. If we get things optimized, balanced, then literally that's how we're making change within our system to help people feel better.
1: So this is how basically, so you started as like a regular family physician mm-hmm. and you kind of then started doing a little bit of the stuff on this on like the side. Not really on the of, side. I mean, it was just at of... the
0: same time and then watching that grow and then having success. And effect-
1: so it being effective.
0: Super effective. And so then I stopped taking insurance because I wanted to go a different route. Because yeah. to me, Family medicine, why I chose that was building relationships with people. Right. And in the, the primary care insurance-based model, I could spend five to seven minutes with the patient. I can't be valuable. I'm not feeling like I'm contributing. They certainly can't feel like I'm contributing, because right. how do you do that in five minutes? So I, I scrapped that model, went to a direct pay model, like a concierge where people pay, but they value that time, so right. you get to know people. And then when you're invested in that with each other, then you actually can really make change, right? Because it's more of like a proactive gym model. People are gonna pay to work on themselves, which is a totally different mindset than the conventional medicine model, which is I'm gonna just use my copay to come see you for some ailment yeah
1: absolutely mm-hmm. well okay i have a bunch of questions here for you because uh, and i love that we were saying this before we started this podcast that it's kind of what i say in my in my jewish world to that i actually called you mm-hmm. are you jewish I am. okay well because like you know I, people one you know people have told me about you here and i didn't realize that you have so many clients all over la and everywhere mm-hmm. else around the world and you're you're like the go-to person for a lot of these longevity or biohacker type yep. of people. Yeah. Um so I figured, you know, I wanted to like I wanted to get my information from a great source. Sure. And um that's how we kind of like and and despite coincidence you're gonna be in LA five days or yeah. six days later. Um so I figured I want to take this opportunity and, and ask you a bunch of questions. Awesome. Um okay so let's go right into peptides. Because okay. you said you already touched upon it a little bit and It's um, in my space, in the wellness uh, health space, people are already dabbling in it, but on a a more macro level, people don't even know what it is, right? Can we talk about what a peptide is, Mm -hmm. what is it used for, Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of like go from there? Yeah,
0: so peptides in the very simplest form are chains of amino acids. Amino acids people are familiar with, um, if you work out and you take these, you know, workout powders, Mm -hmm. protein powders have a lot of amino acids, they're kind of the building blocks of life. Right. They contribute to building solid structures, tendons, ligaments, bones, neurotransmitters in the brain, the nervous system. And so what a peptide is, is just these different amino acids that are put together in novel combinations. So, on the technical side, it's called a peptide if it's less than 40 amino acids mm-hmm. together, and then it's called a protein if it's greater than 40 amino acids. So, these are all naturally occurring things. The, they're synthesized in the lab, and then they're used, the vast majority of them are injected subcutaneously to exert their effect. And they grew up in the CrossFit world, actually. This is where we see them several years ago, where CrossFitters, mm. particularly competitive CrossFitters, were looking for an edge, and peptides have become like the modern day anabolic steroids. Right. But they're different in large part because they're so safe. Like we rarely see any negative side effects. I mean, it happens, but it's super rare.
1: So, that's, so how does it have the same effect of a, of a steroid, but yet be completely safe? I, yeah, I mean,
0: know. it's not having the same effect. So, so anabolic right. steroids are, are hormonally based, right? right? Like they're testosterone analogs. So they're like testosterone, but in many ways stronger, right? And mm-hmm. so testosterone is a foundational hormone for men and women, but testosterone even has its problems that you, know, you can get estrogen buildup, you mm-hmm. can build up your hemoglobin, you can get fluid retention, can affect your liver. Um, what we think works so well with peptides is because they're small molecules, super small. And because they're so small, they can bind receptors on cells and that's it. So it's very specific. So in the case of the CrossFitters, what the first kind of grouping of peptides that become popular, which most people will touch them first, mm-hmm. is the growth hormone releasing peptides. Okay. These are group things named like Ipermorone, GHRP-6, GHRP-2. The first one was Semerone. Right. It's kind of weak. We don't use it, but we used to. Why? How come? What happened to it? It just doesn't work as well. So it's just like a first generation. Okay. Now we're at like third and fourth generation different peptides.
1: So okay, so then what's the what's the newest generation of the H, of the human growth hormone?
0: Um, well, there, again, tesamorels, you know, one that's probably getting utilized more because of its fat burning properties, and so many people want to be more lean, burn <laughs> fat, right? Um, and that's a kind of a unique one we can talk about. Um, but what that th- so we used to use a lot of growth hormone with patients, and growth hormones are very anabolic. Hormone meaning healing, rejuvenating, mending to tissue. And if you're a professional athlete, like you're a pitcher and you injure your elbow, you wanna be back in two weeks, not two months. Right. Well, growth hormone is amazing for you in that regard yeah. because you'll get back really quickly, you'll heal, heal your tissue. Problem with growth hormone, several problems. One, very cost prohibitive, very expensive. Two, when people use growth hormone, they tend to think if a little is good, a lot is better. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. And so people can get some, you know, manipulate that hormonal dynamics. Um, with, and, and you can, with growth hormone, you then start suppressing your own growth hormone output. Peptides, the growth hormone releasing peptides, when you take one of those, you're just telling your pituitary, which releases growth hormone, to put out more growth hormone. So you can only put out what you can make. So you can never manipulate that access, which is oh. awesome. Yeah, so very safe. And then, not only can you then help direct the output of growth hormone, you can help direct the timing of growth hormonal output. And again, because we do a lot of testing yeah. um, of patients, as people get older, it's one of those hormones that declines. We call it the anti-aging hormone because it affects so many things relating to being durable, your skin, your sleep, you know, kind of how you think, physically, how well you recover from exercise.
1: So is that why most people, um, when they start the peptides, number one, they they start with the, the with the HGH the the one that you said, the CJC or the... Well, the C- Yeah, the Yep. Okay, so, and that's... Isn't that like the... So it's like kind of like the safe and um, legal version because mm-hmm. the other ones are illegal. Aren't they technically illegal Antibiotic for... Anabolic steroids? Well, yeah, but I'm it's saying a, with athletes, a, if, they, if, if an athlete would take a peptide would uh, they be considered a
0: professional athlete
1: A professional athlete Yeah
0: most of the peptides are banned they're on the WADA ban list and the USADA Okay World Anti-Doping Agency United States Anti-Doping Peptides Agency. are Most peptides are banned
1: But why if it's a natural su- if it's an amino acid and it's a natural producing well, substance
0: because those organizations politically want to you know hinder what they're you know they what they their premise is we want to keep the playing field level which is a false right. premise because We can go down that pathway, but there's so many things that are performance enhancing which are not chemicals, right? Yeah. You having a private chef is a performance enhancer. Certain pillows, mattresses you sleep on, red lights, cryotherapy, these are all performance enhancers. Some people will do them more. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with that? Nothing.
1: But it's not an injectable.
0: But even an injectable thing, which may help you recover more so that you can be a better athlete and is safer, I don't understand why that's bad and why is it bad if it's going to make you a better performer?
1: Yeah. Well, I find, what I find completely uh, hilarious, not hilarious in a funny way, I guess that's the wrong word. Ironic. You know, in Lance Armstrong, for example, there were all so many people were taking things. It's like, they still do. And they still do Mm -hmm. secretively. Right. They still do. And they still do. I mean, so isn't that really even, isn't that like, and then he gets caught for what he does, whatever. But if you're. He never
0: got caught. He was whistleblown. So he never had a positive test and so never oh he ever.
1: never had a positive test to
0: this day he's never had a positive test
1: oh i thought i thought oh my gosh so he was whistleblown so then mm-hmm. technically he could have said it's not true is that what you're saying well that's what did he you maintain. watch the documentary by the way i did yeah. yeah i was in it did you see me in it
0: maybe I don't oh remember. no okay we Watched it. Yeah. yeah um i know that story very well and so i'm sure you do yeah and so <laughs> uh that he he never he never had a positive drug test. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. And if you go back to Lance Armstrong specifically, um, all the racers at the time were doing what he did. That's
1: what I'm saying. So, so it was a level playing field in a way. hundred
0: yeah. percent. It still is. No one was going to be Lance Armstrong. Like he, he won the Tour de France seven times in a row after having... Cat. metastatic testicular cancer went to his brain had multiple brain surgeries like that's a very special human uh, and to try to, right beyond. and to try to take that away and say you did it because you did doping with hgh testosterone and things to your blood that's totally inaccurate
1: yeah i i, I agree with you it's like a very uh, touchy subject with some people because i think People sometimes I think it's like you know people are it's like shot Schadenfreude people like do you know what that is when you kind of get pleasure in other people's like misery mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think well, it's jealousy. Jealousy, you know, tons of jealousy. It is jealousy because it it is a big, it is a level playing field if everybody's doing it. They are. And he still can be. I mean, this is this is a whole long conversation, you know, but
0: well, I think they should open it up and allow it. Right. Because why not give everyone again, equal access, and let's see how people do. Let's
1: see how people do, Right, yeah. because
0: if you look at sports, like in 1998, the most excited people were about Major League Baseball was when Mark McGuire Sammy Sosa were doing stuff. Yeah. It was like the reemergence yeah. of baseball. That, it makes a better sport, which sports is entertaining, but also protects the player. And most of it's about recovery. And yeah. these guys, particularly Tour de France athletes, Major League Baseball players, they put their bodies through the rigors, giving them tools to help them recover. How is that bad?
1: Well, I mean, you're the doctor, right? I and mean, you tell me. Well, I think I think yeah.
0: Yeah, I think people can overdo it. I think this
1: is what I think that's the problem. I think there's a big, uh, th- there's there's a lot of like stigma around it, right? right? Because what happens is people can and do overdo it, mm-hmm. and
0: but but at the same time, I mean, it's it brings up a larger point. We work with a lot of former NFL players, right? Right. Well, they've had multiple concussions to their head. That's totally legal. That has changed their life. A lot of guys, these guys with broken brains, which are yeah. in terrible shape but that's allowed. Like, that's okay. But some, (laughs) right? Like it's so, I don't understand the argument. It's a political argument and it, and it doesn't add up anymore. I think hopefully it gets changed at some point because one will have better competition. We'll be able to protect the athletes better. And we'll actually be able to learn more Yeah, because learning about how elite athletes perform and what works for them helps the rest of us who can never get to that level
1: oh absolutely so let's stay on this how elite athletes perform and peptides for a minute so are they fda approved then
0: they're not fda approved i think of them like injectable supplements yeah so naturally occurring things but you inject them right Um, So they're not FDA approved. I don't think they need to be FDA approved because that would take too long. I mean, that's a good 10 to 20 year process usually. Right. And so these things have a very, very safe track record when used in animal studies and some small human studies. And then the biochemical studies, they work really, really well. So they've been tested. Um, It's not for everybody, but I think people, when they understand and can learn and get informed information about what something is, then it's up to them to make the choice if they want to try it.
1: So what happens if, like, how about cancer? Right, if you're mm-hmm. if you're able to like turn around, turn your cells around faster mm-hmm. and recover faster, that's about like cellular generation, right? Mm-hmm. Like re- regeneration. Mm-hmm. Could it be cancer causing then, or no?
0: Well, I mean, you're asking a really tough question. Like, you're asking what causes cancer, and I certainly don't know. But
1: you're the doctor. I'm a doctor. <laughs> but uh,
0: so, I mean, I have theories that it, it's it, multiple things going wrong at the same time. Okay. And I do believe that all of us, you know, have to deal with some cancer at some point. We're just our immune systems are to a point where we can handle it, right? You know, stage one cancer becomes stage one when you can see it radiographically, Mm -hmm. stage zero is cancer that we can't see it's starting. Mm -hmm. And actually we use peptides in different IV therapies, hopefully to prevent that from happening with people, to help give people the tools, biochemical tools to boost their immune system, to get it back in check. So you can actually be stronger and never get cancer.
1: Really? Well, I think a lot, of, a lot of these things in terms of longevity, um, I ask this question too, right? Even like red light therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is a, is a uh, big trend right now sure. for inflammation mm-hmm. and for like fine lines, for, for vanity reasons and for actual um, health. health and recovery sure. reasons. And then that same question, if, if, if it's turning your cells around again, is that cancer causing? And people can never answer the question. Well, you
0: know, because again, to have to, here's the part of the problem. To answer that question, you'd have to isolate so many variables in certain populations of people to ever get to that place, which is going to be impossible, right? Like you'd right. have to give everyone the same diet supplements, sleep the same hours, think the same thoughts, exercise the same way, right. control for genetics. That's impossible. There's too many variables for Well, that's why person. people should know that any human study, you have to be very skeptical of because we can never control for all the variables. Yeah. Ever. Ever. So we're making determinations on pharmaceuticals based on, okay, well, this seemed to work in this population, but that is not necessarily the whole picture. Right. Like, for example, I tell people with antidepressants, like, it is literally a coin toss whether an antidepressant should work for someone.
1: Oh, really? Top
0: three drugs prescribed, but literally a coin toss, like 50% of the time it won't work.
1: So what happens then? Do people well, it, stay? They stay on no, them? People and?
0: have side effects. People have a lot of side effects from being on an antidepressants. No, I'm
1: saying, what are? They, tell us what, the, what that would? What, how would they know? S- Lots will just get put on these things for. Well, and so if you look you know, at what is infinity. the origin of
0: being of having depressed mood, most of it has nothing to do with taking a deficiency of Prozac per se. No, I know. Right? But
1: it's like a i it's, it's a and I'm not on this but like a serotonin uptake. Uh, so
0: serotonin is one of the players right. but so are so many hormones so many you know right oh, so yeah. many nutrients right so you could you could dial it back to you know for example when i tell people um since the 1990s the rates of anxiety and depression in this country have tripled yeah well that's and when, now
1: probably even could, after covid yeah even
0: probably, yeah well the 1990s when we saw this low-fat dieting story remember yeah, snack of wells course. Well, yeah, snack right, well. right, right. yeah so our brain is 70 80 percent fat the vast majority of people don't eat enough healthy fat so all we got to do is make that change but we won't because medicine doesn't approve that what you eat they don't think the nutrition portion yeah it's i mean you can oncologists you know i've seen it so many times people diagnosed with cancer okay doctor should i eat a certain diet that has nothing to do with your health like really
1: really oh that's common yeah no no that's 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 the mantra i feel it's changing a little bit but i think that it's a little bit archaic in what the diets they put you on a lot of times. They say that they keep you with a low-fat diet. They think that eating think four, yeah, four pounds of, of like pasta, but no sure. butter is still okay, I right. mean, or no olive oil or whatever it is. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree with that. But, but with part that.
0: of the problem even with that with diets and my philosophy is a little bit different, because I think what you think about the food is actually more important than the actual food. What do you it's mean a, what you think about the food? Like what you think the food will do for you. If you have a healthy view of that food, it's going to work better for you. Just like everything. in life. Like, like the,
1: everything in life. Yeah. The, like the your the placebo perspective. Effect. Yeah. The placebo or nocebo if, effect. Yeah.
0: So if you don't believe with peptides, if you're like someone's giving someone peptides, no idea what it is and doesn't believe in it, probably not going to get the same outcome benefits. Someone really? That's anything in life.
1: Okay. So, okay. So who goes, like who should try peptides and then why? Mm-hmm. I've got two parts to this. Mm-hmm why is it then if there's so many peptides and I've got a lot of friends on them, it's usually then the same peptide that everybody I know yeah. is, t- is taking.
0: Yeah. Well, so let's go back. So we have the growth hormone releasing peptides. Okay. That's where they grew up in the CrossFit community. Yeah. There's five of them that we use. Ipermorellin, GHRP6, GHRP2, hexerone, and tesmerone. They all have a little bit different flavor. And depending on the goal is how we kind of help people decide where you want to start. You know, the kind of general one is the Ipermorellin, because it's a clean one. It binds that growth hormone receptor um, better than all the rest. So it's very specific, but it's not very strong. So it's a really good starter peptide Mm. because most people have a little bit positive uptick in energy may get a little bit leaner, sleep a little bit better.
1: May get a little bit leaner, mm. not necessarily. May not,
0: right, because there's a lot of factors. I mean, people could be doing a peptide injection all day long and eating like crap. Mm.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And so there's a lot of variables here. Again, going right. back to the variables. So, um, so we usually start with iPromrelin if it's just like someone who wants to be you know, stronger, fit, or faster, which is what most of us want Sign anyway. Sign me up. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so then, but, but I like people to try lots of different ones, because how do we know? You don't know, and so a lot of people aren't open to the trial and error of like, I have some ideas about what I think yeah. will work, but the only way we know is if you try it. And then, you know, like hexerone, for example, is a really good one for endurance and good for the cardiovascular systems. So we use that in the morning for people who are endurance athletes. Oh, okay. Tessamorelone is really good seemingly for, you know, visceral fat loss, which is the fat around the organs. So and it works better in women than men.
1: But visceral fat, I mean, uh, fat around the organs, don't you have, to be kind of, you have to be somewhat overweight? You can just have some extra, like, you know, pounds on I mean, you, but not have any visceral fat. No, everyone's right? got some. No, visceral but fat. like, I mean, not visceral fat. Sorry, um, subcutaneous. Yeah, sub, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, but it's still, it's still, it's not going to just work on the visceral fat. Okay. But it's gonna, but that's a helpful thing.
1: So why does that. that one work for women more than the it's other a ones? Good just question. because? I don't
0: know the answer. It's just an observation.
1: So when someone comes in to see, like, mm-hmm. what age bracket are, are going on yeah. this? you see y- so, young people on this? Young or?
0: people, you have people in their 20s who are again, fitness probably, mm-hmm. and then people in their 60s who are, you know, having to deal with more stress in their life and they, they may be more into working out and wanna lose some weight or they may, who knows. They'll, go,
1: into, they'll go on, uh, uh, I, what's it called?
0: Epirelm? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. 60 year olds? 70 year olds, 8 year olds, 90 year
1: olds. You have a 90 year old patient sure. taking peptides? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Very,
0: very safe. Again, across the board, most peptides are super, super safe. We don't see reaction.
1: But they have to inject themselves, right? Or have
0: someone do it to them. Okay. And we use very small insulin needle, very easy. You can inject it once or two times and people have no problem with it. And no problem. No problem. So
1: that's one of them. That's bond. the big one. That's okay. the big
0: group, the growth hormone-releasing peptides. Then we have these anti-inflammatory peptides like BPC-157. Yeah. BPC body protection compound it's anti-inflammatory, good for the gut lining, but also good for protecting the, the ligaments and tendons. And we have a lot of people, cause we see a lot of athletes, various competition levels, who you can argue should be on BPC all the time because it's gonna protect, you know, where a lot of people get injuries is in yeah. the strain of the ligament and tendon. That's what BPC is protective of.
1: Can you combine, can someone be on um, ipamorelin yeah. so, and BPC? Yeah,
0: so that's how we approach it is, cause we've been doing this a while, just like people stack supplements, we stack peptides. And right. we put, you know, again, from my observations of what works. And so we use three, four, seven, nine peptides at a time because that's where you really see some magic happen. Now, the, what we do is differently. We pre-fill syringes. We came up with a way to pre-fill syringes, and that's how we present them to our clients.
1: Yeah, that's what someone. That's what I. Right. you're saying to me. and I, That's what I was surprised about. Most people yeah. don't do that
0: no they don't do it because they don't really understand peptides they don't have enough experience and so they start oh do you use this one or use this two the trouble is if you're using three five seven peptides a day you can get very tired of drawing out three five seven and then giving yourself that many shots
1: well it's going back to the whole functional medicine uh supplement situation or pill Mm -hmm. thing taking too much of it now you're now you're just kind of taking a bazillion needles instead of a bazillion you know oral pills or whatever
0: yeah So, But there's a blossoming number of peptides, so there's one for inflammation, great ones for the immune system, for the nervous system, cognitively, for you name it, there's gonna be peptides.
1: And you're saying, though, it really mostly, it will work if you think it works, the placebo effect. I mean,
0: you're gonna get things to work even if you don't think it'll work, right? But it's gonna work better if you're mentally on board to making the choice for something to work for you.
1: So then why, there's no side effects at all?
0: Very, very little. Some people, so some of the growth hormone release in peptides, people get a little tingly and they'll get flushed about five minutes after the injection, five to 10 minutes. Transient goes away. Um, Tessamaryllin can cause a little bit of a welt under the skin, there seems to be a little local irritation, goes away. Other than that, no. I mean, literally cause, no. Because I
1: mean, I, I know that People get, I've heard people get bloated on it. People get, sure. uh, you know, they feel like they're retaining a lot of water. Not, I mean, there's for some, women. Yeah, and, for there's, women. and
0: there's some that will do that. And if you're, especially with the growth hormone releasing peptides, for example, GHRP6, which is the strongest. Um, yeah, that can cause some bloating and fluid retention, fluid shifts. It's almost like growth hormone.
1: So then what happens? Does it go away? Do it go usually it it goes away
0: that, as you use it. Yeah, you get that transition for sure that people can hang in there.
1: So then how, so when do someone, when does someone start going with the, so this doesn't disrupt the hormones then or?
0: This should not disrupt hormones.
1: So, cause I was gonna say, cause what's, when does somebody go on a hormone like a testosterone or mm. go on a peptide? When, That's a what? good
0: question. The way I approach that, depends on what the patient wants to do, right? Like, so we'll have patients who will do lab work and we'll say, here's, we check all your hormones, here's where you are, here's where you could be, mm-hmm. here's how you get there. And sometimes we use peptides and say, particularly the best example is men Mm -hmm. because they're way more straightforward for them. A lot of times it's just testosterone replacement and then helping with the fitness and the recovery, you can add that peptide for the growth hormone stuff and they're like parallel treatments, right? So so they don't really cross over and they're not going to affect each other, but they synergistically work together.
1: More from our guests, but first a few words from our sponsor. Whenever I talk to people about why they don't go to therapy, they always say it's too expensive. But let's have some real talk. How much do you spend on your daily coffees or another sweatsuit that you don't really need? And is that stuff more important than your mental health? With Talkspace, you can take care of your mental health without dipping into your savings account. And with Talkspace, you can sign up online or download the app and start therapy that same day with a licensed therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. Also, what I love about it, it's a game changer. If you have something that's circumstantial or something that you just need to get off your mind. Talking to my friends is so different from talking to a licensed therapist who has the expertise and knowledge to give me practical guidance. Talkspace gives us the support we need at an affordable price. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code HABITS to get $100 off your first month. And show your support for the show. That's habits at Talkspace.com. So it's interesting because I right, there's so many subscription models are popping up, I feel now, right, for... Uh, for low testosterone, right? There's a lot of them, mm-hmm. so I feel like that's become like a very big thing. But that doesn't necessarily help women per se. But you know, well, women, I think that's, women need testosterone. I, just I was as going men. to say there's a misconception, right? Yeah. So how do you know as a as a woman versus a male if it's a testosterone thing? I mean, you get you take a test. Is that now like? How, this can you explain this because there's, there's like there's progesterone there's testosterone there's, there's, there's a lot of hormones and it's very scary to even start that down that road it right because
0: well i don't know if it's scary it's just people well, are to me it would be it's scary it, it's just there's a lack of understanding
1: a lack of education and understanding and so a lot of doctors
0: don't truly get it even operate in this space and they kind of do this recipe book type of medicine where like okay these are low we want you here so here's how much the trouble is everyone's a little bit different different sensitivity wise to testosterone to all these hormones for example a man again we do a lot of testing but it's not just about the number what number
1: should you be at
0: i I don't think of a number so there's a range for for example for men it's a you know if we say 300 to 1200 it's a generalized range um by the way, let me point out for men, low testosterone is the number one risk factor for heart disease, stroke, depression, and dementia. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal for big men. Big deal, but also men who have healthy testosterone levels have a higher quality of life too. I would imagine, yeah. right? So there's a sweet spot though. Every man's a little bit different to where they feel their best. And that's where the art of medicine comes in, kind of understanding the patient, getting to the patient, following up with the patient. Like, here's what you're, we want you to feel. Here's what we're expecting. Oh, you're not, you know, for example, I had a patient, um, this was several years ago, 38-year-old guy, low testosterone, gave him one shot of testosterone. In three days, he gained nine pounds. That's because he was a fast converter to estrogen. Well, I couldn't have known that. I hadn't, wow. You can't really know that. And so we had to put him on an estrogen blocker, and three days later, his weight had come off. Oh, my gosh. So there's a lot of different levers we have to turn, yeah. move. And and the way I think about hormones, which is different, is like kids in a playground. They have different personalities. Right. There's some bullies, like cortisol, insulin, estrogen. Testosterone is like the happy social fun kid. Everyone wants a little bit of testosterone. Right. There's thyroid, there's growth hormone, and the interaction of all those hormones, setting up that playground is way more important than the individual one.
1: So the peptide though is a hormone. If you no. are screwing with the, the, the growth hormone it, Well, it's portion. not technically
0: a hormone. It's a peptide that's gonna help you put out more. Put out more growth, hormone. Growth hormone. Right. But it's safe. And then some of the misconception, people who are familiar with this, we measure growth hormone levels with this marker called insulin-like growth factor one. When we use peptides we don't really see the change in that number but we know that the peptide is making that molecule more efficient inside the side of the cells
1: but then once you start do you have yep. to be on this all the time
0: well what happens is most people like it right, right. They, people like how they feel there's an uptick in their energy their sleep their mood physical fitness recovery so they like that the way i look at it is aim for about three months and then we reevaluate and the way we set up Peptide schedule is, is take the Monday through Friday, take the weekends off. So we're putting a break in, mm-hmm. within the cycle so we don't oversaturate the receptors. We can let things come off and then bring them back.
1: Do you notice it's becoming more popular or you still think there's people who... There's, I don't even think we've scratched the surface. Right. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah, well, I guess It's getting started. No one really seems to understand. And so mm-hmm. here a lot of times people aren't even getting access because of the FDA non-approval thing. Mm-hmm. People who can get Some people can't even get access to them. Why is that?
0: Well, there, there's peptide-selling websites oh. where people can order themselves. But
1: that's kind of, aren't those like black market, not black no. market, gray market? Or no, whatever? not
0: necessarily. It just, I think it's given a bad name because there's other peptide pharmacies who say, yeah. oh, you shouldn't do that. It has to be an individualized prescription. There's some politics there, mm-hmm. like anything. Like anything, yeah. But if you get down to it, peptides are super, super, super safe. So if someone's looking to optimize their health performance in a variety of arenas, peptides are an amazing choice. Are you on a peptide? Uh, I'm on a couple of peptides. I had this um, health issue where this bracelet, I'm on a blood thinner because I developed these blood clots um, to my liver veins a couple months ago, fluky thing, like oh, wow. crazy stories in the hospital a couple of times. But I'm on a couple of different peptides, um, three of them to help my blood be thin, help my blood vessels, things like that. I used to try, I've tried all the peptides, but now I have to be more selective. Because the blood thinning medicine I'm on. Oh really? Did challenge. you try
1: this? Did you, were you on the uh, epi- epimorilin? Sure. Yeah. Did you and when did you see a difference in yourself?
0: I liked it. Yeah, I felt good. I had more energy. Um, I, I thought it was good. The GHRP six, I didn't like that. I felt bloated on that. I, that's the one that causes severe hunger. So you do an injection. Oh in god, 10 who minutes. wants? Uh, yeah. I
1: don't need that. That's for sure. Yeah. Who needs to be hungrier. I'm starving. I would like to have like a suppressant. Do you have a Do you have a peptide for? suppressing the appetite and pe- getting lean at the same time. <laughs> I
0: don't know if there's a peptide that makes you have a suppressed appetite. Well, I mean, yeah. then
1: I don't, I mean, did do they do they, do they, do they usually make you hungrier?
0: No, it's just this one. That just that particular And that's one. a good one. If you're looking to bulk up, get strong. Like, so we have people who are looking to put on muscle mass. It's an amazing one because then you're eating protein and you'll get big and strong quickly.
1: Which one is your friend on the one over there? He, he's on everything. What are you on? You, the, he came Where's with it? a really like, you know, look, uh, healthy looking friend. Who looks he's probably fit. on, yeah, he's what probably in- on. I'm on everything. On everything? Which? Well, what What peptide are you on?
0: Uh, right now, I'm taking our recovery. I have a shoulder injury.
1: BPC? What?
0: So it's uh, BPC-157, TB-500, and ghk copper.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's
0: cosmetic peptides. You mentioned the GHK copper. Yeah, what's that? Um, so, that's been that grew up in the wound healing world, and but it we use it when we use doing aesthetic procedures, so lasers, even Botox fillers. You can add GHK copper if you use PRP in the scalp, you add GHK copper systemically, you're going to get a better result.
1: What is it called?
0: GHK-CU.
1: And what does that do? It has to do in with copper exchange, it has
0: to do with copper exchange, which has to do with wound healing, so it accelerates wound healing oh so on okay. the skin you're okay. the, and, and then on the cells same thing like you're getting a more efficient recovery process of the damage or the injury
1: oh wow yeah okay that's a really good one that's a good one
0: mm-hmm. there's a that's a longevity one as well there's it's very confusing pro- I, started, yeah, I, I i know it's like
1: how do people i mean uh, like that's alphabet what, soup it is yeah. that's why that's why i think it's super important to have someone who's knowledgeable because yeah. It's very confusing. It is confusing and then like, it, then all, that's why these things are, when it's too confusing, I get overwhelmed. For sure. I like it simple. Well, that's how we do it. We just break away. it down by
0: lifestyle. So if people want a fat loss, we use a fat loss peptide, right? If you're looking to sleep, if you're looking, if you had a, right. we work with a lot of um, special forces guys and vets who need help, you know, kind of repairing their brain, professional athletes. We have one for that. We have one for longevity. One for skin. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we break it down.
1: That's why a lot of people, I feel, break it down that way. I and mean, it's still confusing. If mm-hmm. you ask questions, could you go down a rabbit hole and like- You can.
0: On our and- website, we do a pretty good job of explaining each peptide, kind of how they're used, historically how they're used, how best to use it.
1: What What you were saying earlier about how people are getting put on um, antidepressants and stuff like yeah. that. and. Um, most people, 50% of people shouldn't even be on an antidepressant Mm -hmm. for lots of different reasons. Are there peptides that could help with anxiety, antidepressant, like like cognitive things? Two of
0: them we use a lot. One is called CMAX. These these two were developed in Russia. CMAX, Uh S-E-M-A-X, was developed in Russia. They give it to people after having a stroke or traumatic brain injury. What that does is it increases what's called the BDNF levels in the brain, which is like the juice that the neurons live in. So it's a very powerful one to help people after an injury oh. or if they're feeling depressed or can't focus or we want to use a substitute for things like adderall it's a great one then we combine that with selank it's chemical cousin s-e-l-a-n-k mm-hmm. which taps into the gaba system in our nervous system which is the inhibitory neurotransmitter the mm-hmm. calming one and then helps people relax helps with anxiety things like that
1: well i think that's what my i think you put my friend on one of those mm-hmm. I can't, yeah uh the cog for the brain um yep. so then let's just you we're talking about the brain and i know you're huge into nad yes um and you say you've been doing nad way before it was even For popular sure. yes um let's tell people cuz i i i talk about nad sometimes okay. but if they ever listen but uh what can you tell us what nad is yep. why it's important and sure. why you're a big believer in it
0: yeah so nad is a b3 vitamin derivative uh-huh. so chemical cousin of niacin was studied all the way back in like the 1930s found to be helpful for two big things at the time one was schizophrenia the other was addiction right largely ignored by conventional medicine resurfaced in the 90s where people traveled to mexico for intravenous nad for addiction in 2005 a gentleman from the states had a pain medicine addiction traveled to mexico got the therapy changed his life at the time there was only one injectable nad in the world uh, made by a south african company so he purchased the distribution rights which he still owns mm-hmm and set up a clinic in Atlanta called Executive Care where all they did was addiction. I got to know him and then, I don't remember the timing, but we're talking probably six to seven years ago, he got in touch with me and said, hey, I need some help because he's not a doctor. I was big in the IV world and he needs some help kind of getting information, questions answered for people because people were starting to do more NAD. A lot of people still use it for addiction. We use it a little bit for addiction, uh, but we kind of reshaped those, in, those first original protocols, which were very rigorous. And most people are familiar with, they read on the, online about NAD causing you know extreme stomach cramping, taking six to eight hours. We re-engineered those protocols so most people can get through it in one and a half to two hours
1: at most. So if you're not an addict, what else, yeah. could, what else are the benefits of NAD? And doesn't your body produce it naturally?
0: So we get NAD from two dietary sources, tryptophan and niacin. Mm-hmm. And then we do a lot of recycling of NAD. And so NAD is used by our mitochondria, the kind of the battery of each cell. Yeah. And so what, one misconception is that we have one mitochondria per cell. We have thousands upon thousands per every cell. And so it's a lot of mitochondria. Mm-hmm. And so we need a lot of NAD. And so we need NAD to make ATP energy. It's the rate-limiting substrate. So you want to do anything in your life, think a thought, move a finger, whatever, you need energy. And we know that as we get older, we do, we're much less efficient at recycling NAD, so we make less energy. So then we age, get cancer, have diabetes, neurodegenerative disease. All these things are linked back to the mitochondria. The mitochondria are kind of the hotbed of research in terms of cancer prevention, prevention of aging, prevention of diabetes, treating all of these conditions go back to the mitochondria. So NAD is literally the foundation, you could make the bold claim the foundation of life goes back to NAD. It's that important, that foundational.
1: And when does it actually stop, like, start to decrease in your own body?
0: So everyone's different. And we're actually about to start um, doing testing. It's not commercially available yet, um, oh, okay. but we're actually going to start that hopefully soon to figure some of that out because that's an important missing piece is what our NED levels are. We don't know, right? Right. And so we don't have that information, objective information to say, okay, here's where you are. Here's where we know you should be. So what I tell people really, anyone who's interested in optimizing their health and performance should be involved with NAD. It's that powerful. And I can say that because we've overseen more intravenous NAD treatments probably anywhere else in the world. I mean, it's, it's, it's transformational.
1: Is it though? I mean, I've done it a few times only, three times in the, for IVs. I, I mm-hmm. take, take Truniogen, yeah. I told you the supplement, yeah. but it, it's more NR. Yep. And there's a difference you said between NR
0: yeah, so NAD, so NR, um, important molecule, NMN, those are precursors that help you make more NAD Right. inside that mitochondria. E-
1: that, exactly. And so
0: making more NAD leads you to be more efficient to make energy, ATP right. energy. So while those work, those are great.
1: It's different than an IV.
0: IV is different, but then the IVs have to be used, in my opinion, a certain way too. We, we came up with a loading dose. We had to do five treatments in 10 days to get people started to kick it off.
1: Oh, hold on, how many?
0: Five treatments in 10 days. And that's because, again, observationally, most people doesn't kick in, like going to the science, yeah. until about the fourth or fifth treatment.
1: So, okay, so then the, when I did it, I think I did it like four or five times altogether. Um... Yeah, I did one and then I did one maybe again in like two or three weeks or maybe mm-hmm. a month or maybe a month. So you didn't
0: do the proper loading dose. Right. And then yeah. I did
1: it again and yeah. like a, maybe two months later. Yeah. Like it was random. Sure. So no, that we don't do anything it, random. So that's not, that doesn't help? Your body doesn't it Oh, I'm sure it helps. Take it? Okay.
0: So, so part of the issue is, you know, and everyone's different, right? Different genetics, different stress, yeah. different upbringing, different development, different Everything. thought process. Everything's yeah. different. But what we observed is what we need to do that loading dose, because when we give people NAD, we increase the NAD to NADH ratio in the cell and- The
1: what? The NAD?
0: To NADH. Oh, okay. So NAD is actually the molecule is NAD plus. Okay, right. Right. Um, and so we increase that ratio, which stimulates something called mitochondrial fission. Fission is splitting or removal of the defective mitochondria. This is where it's the quality control is brought back. This is how oh, you prevent wow. cancer, prevent aging prevent diabetes, it's really a magical molecule. That doesn't feel good. That's where people don't feel good. And it takes a, a good, again, observationally, about four or five treatments for them to stimulate something called mitochondrial fusion. That's when you're bringing the mitochondria back together to make them more efficient. And now you're making way more ATP. And that's when the light turns on for people. So uniformly, what we do is we'll do a loading dose. Uh Again, most people, five treatments in 10 days. We see them back in a week and there's some uniform responses. My brain is getting bigger, I'm more creative, I'm sleeping less, but I have more energy. My mood's better, colors look brighter, I'm able to language more, I handle stress better. That's because you are filled up your tank. You have way more energy in your battery. And I think the analogy I use with people is, you know, when you first, when we're young, right? When you're six years old, you could run around 24 hours, you get up next day, do it. You have so much energy. Right. Well, now when you're 46 and you try to do that, no way, right? Right. You just don't well, have not always, but you just don't have the tools. Your battery is takes a lot longer to recharge. NAD makes that battery way more efficient.
1: But then what happens? Like, because th- IVs, NAD IVs are expensive. Mm-hmm. They're no joke. They're expensive. They're like a thousand bucks a an, an IV. Well, that's
0: here in our office. It's 450. dollars
1: Oh, so LA is just like no. Price.
0: Well, there's a lot of price gouging.
1: Yeah, I mean, so they're only so they're only. That's still so for the for let's just say this for the for the um, average Joe who doesn't yep. have access, yep. right? Or not even average. I mean, anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an expensive. You know, you have to be able to afford it.
0: So, what do people do? Well, most. So it's a choice, right? Right. Yeah. You don't
1: have to take. Is there a way that someone can get this without? getting those Cause so now there's all those like subcutaneous right NAD so we do shots.
0: subcutaneous nad so but it's five the loading dose is five treatments in days, and then after that a loading dose i mean a maintenance dose of one per month so you, you you're not talking about as big of an expense like where we do it 450 per month i think that's reasonable for most people but the, the high cost is the loading dose
1: the, look, okay wait so four
0: five treatments in 10 yeah, days that the loading, one. and then on average most people do once a month
1: for, uh, but what was the other thing that you mentioned that you can do the subcutaneous? You can one? do
0: subcutaneous if you don't have access to IV. We think again, going back to the bioavailability. Yeah. IV is one hundred percent. We think of subcutaneous about eighty percent. Way better than twenty percent of oral. Right. So then you're doing a subcutaneous shot of NAD, smaller dose on a regular basis to get those NAD levels back up, and that's a great option. Great option.
1: That's interesting. Okay. And does it? What happens? Like, but what happens if? after if you don't if you do your your program mm-hmm. or if you anything like anything in life you stop doing it mm-hmm. does your body just kind of uh, deplete that amount
0: so you're are you asking if you start nad and then you stop yeah will you be worse
1: exactly i don't think not so. not worse but you kind of just go back, like you just deplete this. Like how long does it last is basically we what we think We think
0: one, one IV treatment lasts about three weeks okay, to keep so energy th- levels where we want them to be.
1: So it's not, this is not like uh, for, it doesn't, this is not something you do at one time and, that, it's, and, not, and it's, it's not. It's not going to cure anything.
0: Yeah. And I don't think there's a lot of cures out there. I think that's the wrong question. I think we want to maintain.
1: Maintain. Right? Right. And so
0: we do all these things to maintain our nutrition and our fitness. If you stop exercising, you don't feel good after some point. Right? No, I mean, so, I thought so why, you maintain, so why Right, so you have to everything maintain. Everything is
1: about consistency, really. Same
0: thing with these injectable yeah. therapies. And I think people ask the wrong question. Like, I only want to do a little bit. But why aren't you asking, why can't I be my best as much as possible? People yeah. don't come at it that way. They think I'm going to get away with the, the shortcut because it costs money. Well, so does eating well and working out and, and doing all the things that, you know, wearing the clothes you want to wear and looking the way, that costs money too. Right,
1: right. No, but why I, don't
0: you put the same question for how you want to feel and perform.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And really? I know there's a lot of I mean people really swear by NAD. And that's why like I said, mm-hmm. I, I take this I take true night and I take this pro yep. uh version. Um and I know it's not it's N R, right? Yep. Um and it's like I think it's like a craze right not a Again, I, I forget where I am, but in the wellness space, I feel there's a lot of talk about NAD, confusion about NAD. There is. Um, and, um, but there's like a lot of other benefits. So what are the overall, like it does help you cognitively set focus.
0: So the way I think about it is, it affects the nervous system first. The nervous system, okay. All right. So and we, your
1: immune system, does it overall it, help it you? It can, need? yeah, okay. but,
0: but, but let's start with the nervous system. So it's gonna help with your mood, help if you're anxious, we have a lot of, I, it's been the rest of day giving you case studies <laughs> of how people it's benefited yeah. their anxiety their depression their mood it helps people from traumatic brain injuries again we treat yeah you know very I'll, I'll tell you a quick story just this just happened we had a patient um he's in the army and then in and he got discharged from there joined the police force mm-hmm. um and he was in a bad helicopter accident and got paralyzed from the knees down and he was referred to us by a a former Navy SEAL came to our office this week and um we do NAD and we also combine it sometimes with ketamine. That's right that, my, that was NAD. my next question. And so he did two treatments and um you know this guy has a ton of PTSD, yeah. major TBI, so much anxiety, depression, just he needs a lot of help. Mm-hmm. But after two treatments, so he this was a, on Tuesday night after a second treatment, he called me and he said I I need some help. I can't I can't be by myself. So we went and picked him up and spent the night with him.
1: You did? That was so nice yeah. of you.
0: Jeff and I, yeah, to talk talk him talk through That's it. Nice. Yeah, to, to help him. And we spent, you know, before he went to bed several hours with him just, you know, helping him understand that like we're just getting started. Like this is gonna be a new world for you. You're not gonna be who you were before, but there's so much more for you to explore. And a lot of that comes from that NAD helping You know kind of switch that nervous system around and the ketamine helped open them up surrender to being able to have those thoughts
1: so talk about ketamine then Mm. there's a lot of talk about that helping with anxiety and depression and again another another one that
0: yeah and so what we found is again because we've been doing this a while combination of nad peptides and ketamine for someone who wants to think their best and have the best outlook Mm -hmm. and to help their nervous system respond and uh, operate in the highest level mm-hmm. that that combination that trifecta there's nothing quite like it like it's really a, oh it's amazing and so so ketamine's an nmda receptor antagonist what that means is um to keep it simple a lot of too late
1: yeah but
0: <laughs> so that controls the neurotransmitter glutamate in the nervous system okay glutamate is probably the most um needed neurotransmitter for forming or consolidating memories so most of our personality is formed before the age of five, for mm-hmm. sure, and most of us have some PTSD related to milestones not being met. It doesn't have to be major trauma, abuse, and like nothing, it can just be, you just missed some milestones or things didn't work out. A lot of that happens through, again, sensory experience that you then process through your nervous system mm-hmm. to form a memory. And so what ketamine does is, because it's an NMDA receptor antagonist, it slows down that glutamate mm-hmm. across that neuron, and or ner- group of neurons, so then you are able to literally see things a little bit differently. And when you slow down your thinking and you get a lot of insight and clarity, while at the same time you're helping your neurons make new connections to then consolidate new memories to have a new perceived reality in your world. And so that's why it's very powerful in the PTSD setting, because you literally help someone heal that trauma very quickly. Wow. Yeah. And then we combine it with NAD because NAD is kind of the fuel. And then you throw some peptides on board. Like I said, that one peptide C-max to increase the BDN. And now you've got this combination where you've set up this nervous system for success. Like in a very, very proactive way.
1: And so can you, what happens if you solely take ketamine and not take the NAD or the peptides? I mean,
0: ketamine's gonna have benefits on its own. So there's a lot of clinics now that are popping up, again, using intravenous ketamine right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't use it intravenously, we use it intramuscularly. Why? Because in um, we, we like to use intravenous NAD at the oh, same time. That time.
1: Okay, but if, you do, yeah, but if you weren't doing that, would you use it intramuscularly or no? We
0: don't really ever use ketamine by itself. Because okay. No, because again, a lot of people are doing that. And again, there's a lot of people making a lot of money on that, which they don't need to be because it's very, very inexpensive, by the way, ketamine. Oh, it is? Super inexpensive. But people are charging a ton of money for it, which is, it is what it is. But um, what we do is we'll combine ketamine with NAD and see how people do, and then we created a nasal spray which has ketamine and oxytocin in it that people can do at home. Oxytocin's the social yeah, bonding love yeah. hormone, kind of provides a safe a landing. And nasal
1: spray with ketamine? Yes. And oxytocin?
0: Yes. And do you have any here? Can I try it? <laughs> <laughs> we can get, yeah, we can figure that out. But um, it's been life-changing for so many. I mean, I talk to people every week who said this has been life-changing. Again, going back to this premise of like, I don't want to just put Band-Aids on things for people. I don't want people just to, oh, you take this medicine and we make a little progress. Like, we want to transform people's lives. Ketamine's one of those tools.
1: Wow. So what would it do for the, again, when I, I don't mean the word average like that. I just mean someone who doesn't have maybe post-traumatic tra- uh, disorder mm-hmm. or have like a may, or if they haven't had a major trauma that they're aware of. Okay? Sure. So well, what can it do for somebody who just wants to be, you know, at, like optimal at their best or yeah. healthy? Can it well, help you? I think
0: you? for sure. Well, I think a lot of us, besides the physical optimization, the yeah, cognitive. That's opti- that's what I'm talking right. about. I'm not even so, talking
1: physical. I'm talking just
0: clarity of mind, thinking clear thoughts, and then being able to make neuronal connections, understanding the bigger picture in life, finding meaning in all of these things through a nasal spray. Yes.
1: How is that possible? Yeah, but
0: it's because it's the ketamine. It sounds like a snake oil. It does, and there's a lot of people who would say it's such. But we've been doing this for years, and again, I get to talk to people all the time about this. Certainly every week, who are telling me it's been transformed their life.
1: How much is this nasal spray?
0: Um, it just depends. So, I mean, probably anywhere from about $150 a month.
1: And what is it? To, so you just spray it in your nose? Yeah. And, and, and there's like, different ways it to use it. Is it instantaneous?
0: No, it also helps people, obviously, are in to doing meditation right and that's become very popular like i I have to i'm not a good human unless i meditate right right well ketamine will enhance the meditation experience because again i'm not a
1: meditator my running is my meditation Yeah, movement
0: meditation yeah. yeah so um but it'll enhance that meditation experience because again it slows down the higher processing centers of your brain
1: is it like like
0: weed different Different.
1: What happens if I smoke weed and then take that spray? You probably
0: have a really good time.
1: <laughs> wow. Is it, this, is it kind of similar? Mm,
0: um, no, they have different flavors. What's nice about, I mean, both, right? So, obviously.
1: You don't have any on you? Why uh, did not you come bearing well, gifts? So, Gosh. Um, so, you I know, know obviously. i your wife later about, yeah, you know. M- Training you, know, you better. That's right. Yeah. Uh,
0: marijuana obviously is becoming legalized now. Yeah. And we recognize all of the health benefits, right? Certainly safer than alcohol. Yeah. A lot of good to come from the healing properties. I mean, ketamine is piggybacking on that. So it's again, different molecules doing different things, but at the same time, we're helping people to handle, modulate stress in their world in a more, you know, healthy manner. Than okay, just so, drinking all day.
1: So wait, but if you're taking the ketamine, the, mm-hmm. the, that nasal spray, the ketamine with the oxytocin, yeah, uh, the that combo, what is that combo like? You must be ha- happy all day. Well, you're is not going. You no, like, it only lasts.
0: The like, only, experience only lasts about an hour, it's very common. Oh can Most you get people, addicted to it? I'm sure you could. Yeah, I mean, well, if people it's can...
1: a great feeling. The oxytocin is. I, mm-hmm. I would imagine mm-hmm. it's not great for drug addicts to be taking this thing. Well.
0: It could be, actually, because we... Oh, instead
1: of taking that, you can take that. Well, just
0: it's helping to repair a brain that's not working well, right? So if we look at what happens with addiction, not mm-hmm. to go too far down this rabbit hole, but in many ways, addiction is, the way I look at it, is and I think we get it wrong in this country because we treat addiction... The opposite, we say the opposite of addiction is sobriety. Yeah, right? And if you, re, if you refocus on, say, the opposite of addiction is actually connection. For most addicts, mm. they're, they become addicted to heroin or cocaine or whatever because that became the first hug in their life, right? Mm. And if you all of a sudden take that away and don't replace that with some other purposeful, meaningful thing, why would they ever stop, right? Yeah. They wouldn't. So where ketamine, actually where NAD comes in, is NAD is very the most powerful thing we've ever found to turn off cravings. It only takes about two or three treatments, and they don't have craving for tobacco, anything. Gotten people off of Oxycontin, alcohol, you name it. We get them off that stuff. And then you can potentially use ketamine on the back end to help provide some purpose and clarity to their thinking. So then you give them the bigger picture. Of Okay, I don't want to continue just taking a substance to feel better. I need to find a different purpose in my life
1: Okay, and so if you're just someone like who just wants to be a high performer mm-hmm. You can take it to be more focused more alert more creative creative.
0: Yeah, slow down your thinking Understand what's happening if you're problem-solving wonderful for problem-solving
1: You mean other things it's good for other benefits. Not, the, uh, not like that's not enough, but I mean, can you work out on it? Can, can
0: no, you, it's very calming. It's, it's, you-, you Can you do yoga on it? Yeah, you could definitely- Or can you, you watch a movie and like- Well, if you watch a movie or you watch TV on it, you, it, it gets a little weird because you start understanding the intentions of the people and the people, uh, no joke, like you see, like, I understand now what the director was trying to do in this scene.
1: It's like, we. I'm telling you, it's like, it's like basically smoking weed, basically.
0: It's a different feeling, different experience.
1: And you, do you take this all the time? Not all the time. But you do take it sometime. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, this is like an interesting. Okay, so I want, I feel mm-hmm. like okay, and so I, I asked you about the fast vitamin NAD. Talked about, uh, you know, hormones, uh, peptides. Uh, what else can I even ask? What else can I ask you? Is there anything else that you're doing over there in South Carolina that I should be? We do.
0: I mean, familiar we do, with? We do a lot of NAD treatments. We do a lot of IVs. Um, we have actually, a, you know, talked about red light there. We actually have an intravenous laser we use on people, where we shine the light inside
1: their vein. Now that's interesting. So yeah. I'm, have been doing this red light for my. I had a bad knee, so I was doing that for the mm-hmm. inflammation. Now yeah. I'm doing it for, you know, my face. They say it's great for like fine lines. Yep. And it's great. What else is it? What? what how does? It, how do you use an IV? So we
0: use a fiber optic for a red light. Can, well, we we have a couple colors of light, so we we put in a fiber optic kind of. Um, thread into the IV catheter, and then you hook up a diet laser diode. So we'll shine red, blue, green, yellow. I've never
1: seen that. Are people doing that here?
0: I have no idea. And what is it? We'll what's start the purpose it. When, of you that? know, if we get this practice opened here, we'll definitely do it here. Yeah. What is it? Well, just like you're same, using, but just more. You, you're, well, you're using red wow. light because you're using it as an anti-inflammatory tool to shine on a specific region of your body. When you shine yeah. it intravenously, you're getting it everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. So it's just a different approach.
1: Who thought of that?
0: I certainly didn't, but there's a, it's this laser from Germany that we bought.
1: Uh, are people actually using it?
0: We use it. We use it a lot. So we use, you know, we do a lot of um, exosomes. Th- that was my, That's yeah. what I have here yeah. that I didn't ask yeah. you yet. It's
1: right over here. Yeah. What is that?
0: Exosomes are acellular, so they're not live cells. We think of them like the envelope that carries a message. Uh-huh. Like stem cells, they're basically signaling molecules. So when you take exosomes, like stem cells, you're going to signal for an anti-inflammatory cascade to go wherever you put it. So we do it intravenously because then we can hit the whole body. But say you knee injury, we'll do a lot of this local injection where we'll take exosomes, we'll mix it with some peptide like BPC Uh and some other things. Is it
1: like stem cells?
0: It's like stem cells. Okay. And then we'll inject that into your knee and then we'll give you IV stem cells and then shine the light on you. And that's a i mean we have great success with that for local injuries
1: so how is exosome different than a stem cell so a
0: stem cell is a live cell right mm-hmm. Both a lot of them come from you know publicly donated umbilical cords mm-hmm. um mostly from cesarean section tested filtered make sure but the difference is um exosomes are a they're not live cells whereas stem cells are live cells right I think exosomes are gonna survive lo- survive longer than stem cells. You they're, do? Yeah, there's gonna be a lot more scrutiny about stem cells, this is because the FDA, because they're live cells, and how you manipulate or use those cells is com- coming into question. Whereas exosomes, they're not live cells, but they're still signaling molecules. Exosomes will likely replace PRP, if you're familiar with PRP, platelet-rich yeah, plasma, because they're so much stronger on the regenerative side.
1: Because people use that PRP when you get microneedling, beauty things like that. We do that. that
0: with exosomes.
1: You use, ex- instead of PRP? Yeah. And what happens?
0: So what we'll do is, you know, microneedling or we'll do different laser treatments, open up the, you know, pores and then topically you can rub on exosomes and we send people home with the exosomes to do it later in the day or that evening to then get a more regenerative effect.
1: This is amazing yeah i wish i lived in south carolina yeah. just for like a couple months to get all these we, things well
0: we do we have people i mean every week people come to our office and my wife runs the aesthetic side and so <laughs> <Hello> we'll <again. laughs> we'll do the you know we do all the regenerative side and then people come <clears throat> come for nad or exome and ketamine and then while they're there they're going to get you know cool peel fraxel all that you know because they can do it all in the same place and so it's it's wow. that premise of when people look good they want to feel good and same reverse when they look good they want to feel good yeah yeah so we yeah So can, we can do it all and combine and, and really the magic and the cool part going into the future is combining all these therapies in safe ways that really accelerate yeah. how quickly we can make up ground
1: wow this is amazing i've learned something i, I feel like i've learned something i okay. hope people feel that they've also learned something i'm a i'm a little more i'm more confused but yet i at, yeah. at say on some things but i'm not confused Sometimes a lot of times you have too much information at once, it yeah. can get a little bit confusing. Sure. But you do a lot of cool We do. Stuff. We, we're very
0: privileged. Yeah. We're very privileged and we're big fans of, you know, people try on error. That's the way people learn. Right? Yeah. Like you, you can read about it all day long and talk about it, but until you and try injecting a peptide into you, how do you know? I uh, you don't. And I want people to have all the options, you know? I don't yeah. want it to be like, oh, you can't use a peptide or you can't use a hormone. or Don't do that. Why not? That's the only way you're going to know.
1: That's the only, it's true. It's trial and error. Yep. So how do people know find, like find you know about like, how do they get more information if they're curious? Probably
0: two main sources. One is our website, which is Conberwellness.com and then on Instagram. It's really the only social media we do is at Connber Wellness. And um, we enjoy talking about this. We have a whole video series we did for COVID about immune system optimization where I cover all these topics. I think we have 12 or 13 different videos that people can watch just to learn. Because the more educated people are, and and for better or for worse, there's a lot of people, doctors and practices jumping into this space because they say, oh, this is the next thing. Mm -hmm. And um, there's not a lot of knowledge that comes from that. And so that's what we do training. We have people, literally physicians come to Charleston every single week and spend a day with us where we are an open playbook and we want to collaborate with them to help them help their patients. that's, That's incredible. Yeah, The more people are doing this stuff, the better for all of us.
2: Wow.
1: Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I
0: love talking about this stuff, so thank you.
1: Good. You can come back again. And I'm going to try some of these things, and then we'll do like a recap together. Okay. And I'll say, this is good. I hate that. Yeah. You know, that type of, I wouldn't say, well, I would actually. If
0: you hate it, you hate it, so.
1: I don't think I would, but I really appreciate you being here. Well, thank
0: you. I appreciate you having me. Thank Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: All right, guys. We're out. Bye.